hi how's it going so it's been a while since my last episode because you know life just comes at you and if it's not another type of lockdown it's just general amounts of tomfoolery from the government and every corner of the universe so here we are it's been three weeks since my last episode and I dare say quite a lot's changed since then but what hasn't changed in the way that it winds me up or the way it presents in the past few years is misogyny so quick warning if you're one of those people that hears the word feminism and cringes or immediately dissociates from the conversation this episode probably isn't for you even though it is for you because you probably should be listening to stuff like this that's not me tooting my own trumpet it's literally just because the only way forward is through discussion and education and as angry as I like to get over these things don't really propel much if I'm just shouting at people you know so you've had your warning let's get into it So in the old British tradition, before I've started my rant, I've decided to make myself a nice cup of loose leaf tea. Not that it's making me any less stressed out, but it's good to stay hydrated. So, you know, why don't you grab yourself a drink? (laughs) So, (sighs) this is kind of an episode I could have done at any time, and it's just because it's a topic that I feel is always kind of bouncing around in my head and it's because I see it online all the time. Now, (laughs) this episode isn't going to be based purely on misogyny that comes from men. What I've been seeing a lot of recently is internalised misogyny that's usually presented in women. So let me explain what I mean by that. Have you ever been in a discussion with a woman of any age and the topic of, for example, uh, what a girl's wearing on a night out comes up and one of the girls turns around and says, yeah, well, she's dressed like a total slut. It's no wonder all of the lads think she's easier. Or things like, yeah, here she's got an OnlyFans now. Or, you know, if she's showing herself naked on the internet, she deserves what she gets. And I'd like to credit this point specifically to Grace, who messaged me after I asked for people's experiences with seeing or hearing about misogyny. And you can find her on Instagram at DeGraceOmara, so D-E-G-R-A-C-E-O-M-A-R-I. And... She brought up the very good point of recently one of the most obvious forms of internalised misogyny has presented itself in the discourse around OnlyFans. Now, if you've been away from the internet for a while, OnlyFans is a website that was primarily just for 
services given, services paid for type thing, much like Patreon, which YouTubers use. But now it's kind of become synonymous with sex work because there was a sudden influx during the pandemic of women joining OnlyFans, ranging from doing underwear pictures all the way to full-blown pornography, whatever floats your boat. And I would like to just preface this by saying if a woman is doing something consensually and is safe and it's from her own volition then it's nobody else's fucking business and the main issue I have with this is that it's not just men ragging on these women for doing this it's other women so this is where internalised misogyny comes in so often the reason whether consciously or subconsciously that a lot of women partake in this behaviour is because it's appealing to men now if I turn around and say that another woman is a slut for going online and posting pictures of herself I am therefore presenting myself as the more desirable option for not being a slut Now, this language might be a bit much for some people, but it's something that a lot of women deal with on a regular basis, because as far as a lot of people are concerned, you're either a slut or you're a prude, there's very little room for discourse of in-between, and internalised misogyny kind of preys on this division between women, of putting us into these categories, and OnlyFans kind of just brought this to the forefront, because slut shaming is something that a lot of women partake in and it's because men do it as well so it is this odd kind of paradox really because you're partaking in something against your own gender when the chances are that will happen to you another stage even if it's in a different way And the thing is, I could get into a total discussion about the demonisation of those in sex work and the fact that you can't really criticise an industry that you yourself are funding because let's be honest, all of the men who slut shame women for partaking in sex work are the ones paying Pornhub subscriptions or worse, going on websites where they can get it all for free and acting like they're above it all, so... Let's just ignore that for now. Now, one huge aspect of internalised misogyny is a phenomenon that a lot of you may be familiar with in the media or on just in social media or in day-to-day life. And it's something called the I'm not like the other girls phenomenon. And I say phenomenon and it just sounds like I'm about to burst into that song from the Muppets. Um... But anyway, before I get completely sidelined, because I am in fact a Muppet, the not like the other girls phenomenon is internalised misogyny. So it's essentially, think a mainstream example such as Twilight. Right, Bella Swan is about as desirable as a puddle of dog shit in my opinion, but whatever. Point being, she's presented as not like the other girls because... She doesn't wear a fuck ton of makeup. 
she doesn't really care about putting effort into her appearance, you know, she's kind of socially awkward and shy and she's just not like the other girls. And the thing is, you will literally hear this line used by men in films, you're not like the other girls and it's meant to be a compliment. Also, I would like to add that if you hear, like, what sounds like the screams of a tortured person in the background, my dad is watching the football, so don't be alarmed. I'm not going to pretend to understand why he gets so wound up over it, but then again, I'm saying all of this sitting here, getting pressed about something that by this point I should just be kind of relatively calm about, considering how much I talk about it. But yeah, it's kind of this thing in the media where a woman who presents against the norm, the desired norm of femininity is not like the other girls and that's meant to be this great thing because of course men don't want women who are all like other women which is ridiculous because let's just break it down right now the other girls refers to the popularized beauty standards of your culture or wherever you live in so <laughs> In England, the other girls would usually refer to traditionally blonde, tanned women who enjoy wearing a lot of makeup, false eyelashes, you know, they like getting the nails done and they put a lot of effort and emphasis into their appearance. Now, I'll say, hand on heart, I used to be very much part of this, I'm not like the other girls stuff. Anyone who knows me in high school knows I went through that embarrassing, I say alternative phase. The thing is, I'm just such a bisexual, it was like one foot in one door, one foot in the other. <laughs> the entire time anyway, it was, it was never really fully committed to an alternative phase. It's just that, especially when you're growing up and you don't necessarily feel like you have a lot in common, you fall into this trap and all of a sudden everybody who fits the mainstream beauty ideal at the time of you thinking this suddenly becomes the other girls and it's such a strange phenomenon you know that we want to be different from other girls and subconsciously this is to appear desirable and it's just quite funny because there's also a lot in different sections of life in the <laughs> one I'm very familiar with seeing is because I follow a lot of beauty accounts on social media even though the pandemic has probably rendered me unable to wear makeup again because it's been that long <laughs> is the uh, I only wear chapstick and mascara team versus full glam and you know the chapstick and mascara team are convinced that anyone wearing more than like a tinted moisturizer is the devil and the full glam team think that if you're not spending like <laughs> 500 quid on makeup a month you know but the thing is I'm like you know rarely will you just be entirely on one side your entire life and if you want to spend 500 quid on makeup you fucking do it I'm jealous you have the money to do it but you go do you if you're only wearing chapstick and mascara and you're happy the way that you look and it makes you feel good, good for you. You've saved a lot of money. Like, 
I just think it's odd that when you actually start to dissect the conversations going on and the implications they have, you start to realise how damaging they can really be. Because the hard thing with internalised misogyny is that it pits women against other women when really we need solidarity because feminism isn't just for white, able-bodied, cisgendered young women or students, you know. Intersectionality is a huge thing and change can't really occur with one small section of society and it's just absurd to me that in this day and age a woman can be demonised for wearing a short skirt and going out when I've had men shout stuff to me when I look like an absolute scruff walking on pavement (laughs) and this isn't an exaggeration because I can guarantee that any women listening to this right have you ever been shouted at when you're literally wearing trackies an old t-shirt your hair's barely been washed you're not wearing any makeup and yet society would have us believe that the woman in a full face of makeup in a short skirt and high heels deserves to be harassed so where's the sense in that because i'll be harassed either way but i'm being societally conditioned to demonize another woman based on what she's wearing right because that would be like me saying right well if i see a guy wearing an expensive suit with an expensive watch and a really nice haircut i get to batter him and steal from him because he was asking for it by flaunting all of his wealth he doesn't deserve to be robbed (laughs) any more than a man wearing primark clothes so let's just not go down that road and i would just like to say right here and now if you're somebody that's not of the belief that cat calling is harassment then i'd employ you to think about the fact that women rarely feel safe wherever they're going when they're by themselves and this is because it's not necessarily the cat calling that's the issue it's the reaction they have if you don't respond positively now <laughs> i can have a good laugh about a 50 year old man hanging out of a van at traffic lights and this has happened to me shouting nice tits (laughs) because i'm sorry like what did you think was gonna happen you think i'd be like come back tim i know that you're 55 and that you've got no aspirations in life apart from being a misogynistic pig but thanks for saying my tits are nice it's the aggression that follows after they've made that first step and the thing is this is why (laughs) your relationship with other women is important because in most situations where I've ever felt uneasy or not safe, it's other women I've found kind of comfort and safety with and it's kind of hard to describe the fear that you might have on a night out when one of your friends goes to the toilet by herself and it's one of those kind of cultural phenomenons where men are like, why do women go to the toilet in groups? because in the time it takes one woman to go to the toilets without anyone and come back she could be accosted by several men and it's just not a nice thought for anyone especially when you've been drinking so when women hear other women saying stuff about 
oh, she's a sex worker, she's a slut, or she goes out dressed like a whore, right? It's not just all the men that are reading this and probably agreeing with you. And I'm not saying all men, but a lot of men. It's also your friends that are reading this type of thing and thinking, so if something happens to me, it's my fault because I decided to wear a dress instead of jeans. The thing is, in most societies across the world, a woman will be demonised for the same traits a man has, whether she's wearing a skirt or a full suit. And similarly, the traits that are seen as desirable in men are often then turned around to be negative in women. So if I'm assertive as a man, that's a good thing. If a woman's assertive, she's bossa. If a man is a really good public speaker because he really taps into his emotions, then he's a gifted public speaker. If a woman does it, she's too emotional. And if a man sleeps around, he's praised for his promiscuity because, you know, what a player. If a woman does it, she's a slut. And it's just funny because the same people that are often making a woman feel like lesser than for deciding that she's happy with sleeping with more than one man in a year and the same ones who are subconsciously kind of trying to appear desirable by slating other women I'm not trying to say all men or all these women are all evil We've all been brought up and conditioned to think this way. In all the media we see and all the things we hear, it's the woman who dresses like that that is promiscuous. You're always subconsciously connotating these behaviours and this way of dressing with this state of being. And therefore, such shaming is so ingrained in our society that a lot of fathers are finding it acceptable to turn to the daughters and tell them you're not going out in that as though a man should have any choice over what his daughter's wearing and a lot of mothers are saying oh you shouldn't really go out like that or don't go by yourself and it's just this constant endless stream of no matter what you do you're fucked because you're either going to be judged for it or hurt because of it. Now, in my degree, I wrote an essay on victim blaming. And for those who might not be familiar with the term, it's essentially usually referring to victims of sexual assault and how they will be blamed for being assaulted based on a multitude of factors such as what they were wearing, whether they were drinking alcohol, who they were with, the relationship with the attacker. And I had to go through pages and pages of journals and research on this. And the more I read, the more disheartening it was, but not surprising. Studies that found if a woman in a case had pictures up on social media of her in bikini, her underwear, were rated by a panel of men and women of sharing guilt in a crime committed against them. Similarly, the legal system itself 
is more likely to convict a man who's assaulted a woman if the woman is a virgin. Now, if she's a divorcee, for example, she will be less likely to receive justice. Now, I hear it a lot. Women's rights have come so far. Feminism is a joke and no one knows what they want. Fair enough. First wave feminism and second wave feminism had clearly defined goals to work towards getting women the vote and increasing their visibility and opportunities in the workplace. But the reason third and fourth wave, however you would like to refer to it, feminism, is so fucked is because it's only really now we're starting to realise all the ways misogyny is embedded into the very nature of our society. The legal system cares about your status as a virgin when considering the fact that you've been attacked, right? Not only is virginity just a completely archaic construct, but what bearing does that have on the attack taking place? Sexual assault is one of the only crimes where the victim is put on trial as much as the perpetrator. And yet people want to tell me feminism's got nothing to fight for. And feminism is fighting for men as well. I understand it's like a bit of a dirty word now. But similarly to the fight against internalised misogyny and misogyny in general and rape culture... Feminism is also fighting against toxic masculinity. It's trying to promote awareness about the horrific rates of male suicide and the impact of stifling boys' emotions growing up and telling them to be men and to basically bottle it all up until it's too much. And it's not easy to look around you and acknowledge these things and it's even harder to try and discuss these things with friends when they come up but I am not about to sit here at this age seeing what I've seen the way that women can be treated and men too and let someone say to my face that someone's a slut for having an OnlyFans account if they're getting money for something that they're happy to do Whose fucking business is it? Okay, it'd be a lie to sit here and discuss feminism without acknowledging that in comparison to a lot of other places and cultures, yes, in the UK, we have come a long, long way, but there's still a lot further to go. And even just educating each other on the plights of period poverty in other countries is just completely overlooked. Scotland shouldn't be given a pat on the back for making period products free. That should just be something that happens. I'm not saying it it isn't cause for celebration, it totally is. But my main point is that it shouldn't be a revolutionary thing. They shouldn't be the first place to be doing it. It's bad enough that we have to pay for something that we can't help having. But the fact that it's taxed so heavily as well and that there are women all over the world without access to any of these things, it's a fucking disgrace. And yet you're sitting here getting your knickers in a twist over a woman who started an OnlyFans account or a woman who's wearing a tight dress on a night out 
well you know what good for her because after three drinks I start to look pregnant so I'll live vicariously through her wishing I could wear a tight dress without looking like it was a maternity one but props to all women everywhere and all men too (laughs) I know that this may have come across as men hating (laughs) but misandry is just as bad and I will always reiterate that feminism is not about superiority it's about equality and many of the things that are detrimental to women that feminism is fighting for it's also detrimental to men and using your voice to speak about these things and opening up these conversations is essential so the next time you hear someone calling a woman a slut give them a smack i'd say i'm joking but i don't really think i am catch these thoughts in your head when they happen because it's not just something you can wipe off the map after years of being conditioned to think this way i still catch myself often when I have thoughts about say what a woman is wearing or something that comes up in the conversation and I have to think that's not any of your fucking business is it because you know what it's not right and if we could all be a little less concerned about what other people are doing with their own time that they're happy about then maybe we wouldn't all be so depressed it's not even really that much of a stretch to say that to be honest though is it so if you got this far i'm really glad and i hope they might have opened up a new point of discussion or train of thought for yourself i've been quite lazy up until recently with reading things that actually get me to think because <laughs> i'm sure i'm not the only one that's just kind of slipped into this monotonous pattern with lockdown and working from home and whatnot but thinking critically is a great thing and you know what if I have to be the one at the family gathering who's always kicking off over social issues so be it because in a few years time when all of my friends start having kids I'm going to be the cool aunt and there's nothing anyone can do about it so long story short you probably are like the other girls and that's fucking brilliant let's work together to bring down the patriarchy and you know then we can look towards the government but until then i hope that you know tier three and tier two isn't treating everyone too badly because isn't it just cornwall and one other place that's in tier one (laughs) good for you what a sad little life cornwall (laughs) But yeah, hope you're all staying safe and uh, Christmas isn't too far away. Hope we can't wait to ignore all the rules that have been imposed on us for months and all get into big huge groups in our house and get drunk. But yeah, have a good one. (laughs)